Welcome to the Johannesburg Church of Christ podcast. In these podcasts, we seek to know Christ and to make him known to all nations and people. May this message transform your thinking in the likeness of Christ as you get to know him more. Romans chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God being fully convinced that God had the power to do what he had promised. Hello everyone, Rapula Malijani is my name. Many of us have watched the news with a lot of anticipation and expectation. We have prayed, we have fasted, we have hoped, we have wished, and now we cannot wait for the day when every country in the world will report good news and victory over the pandemic, the coronavirus. This is hope we are talking about. It is the desire watching in expectation for a better day. It is searching the news, searching the platforms for a promise, for a better day that will be coming tomorrow. Many of us are very excited that the issues with the coronavirus are finally coming under control. A lot of countries are reporting recovery cases. Many are bringing down the lockdown rules and regulations. The numbers of deaths are coming down. And we are excited as we see the statistics giving a promise for a better tomorrow. And we are on the downward part of the curve in many places. This is real hope. This can be felt throughout the world. The scripture we opened with, Romans 4, verse 18 to 21, says, Abraham believed in hope against all hope. Now we know that Abraham was a man of faith. He would do things that God called him to do. Things that some of us would feel, man, really, God, are you, are you calling me to do that? Abraham would go on and do that without question. But you see, his faith was accompanied by hope. He had hope against hope. Where it was hopeless, where there was no reason to hope, Abraham had hope. How does that look? It says he faced the fact that he and his wife were both too old for childbearing. Their bodies were as good as gone. However, he did not waver in his unbelief. He actually was strengthened in his faith. The scriptures say that being fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised to do, Abraham actually gave glory to God. Now, if all that was against the promise, Abraham thanked God for a promise that by all human intent was impossible. You know, he waited in expectation, in anticipation. He waited in hope. 
like Abraham, you know that your body is as good as dead. You know that you are like, you know, ancient. Like yes. that. You see, I'm going to be the father of a nation, and I just cannot wait to see this thing start. I'm waiting for my firstborn. This, my brothers and sisters, is hope. We know that in the case of the coronavirus, the kind of hope that we feel throughout the world is we are actually able to feel it. There is gladness in the heart as you watch the news, the good news. However, this hope is based on evidence. If tomorrow we hear that there are a thousand new cases in Africa and you know, 10,000 new cases elsewhere in the world, that hope is going to fail. We're going to be overcome by fear. There will be no more hope for a better corona-free tomorrow. In the case of Abraham, there was no hope, yet the Bible says he had hope. It was hopeless. You know, there was no evidence that the promise that God had given him would come true. Actually, there was evidence. The evidence was all against the promise. He was old, he, was, he could not bear children at his age. The evidence was overwhelming that the promise would not come true. But the Bible says he had hope against that kind of evidence. You know, it's like when someone says the virus is here to stay, it's going to wipe out the whole world, and you go out and plan a party and dance and celebrate for the day when the virus will not be there. People will think, are you crazy? What's going on with you? Shouldn't we be praying for... But Abraham, against hope, believed. When King David spoke of Jesus and the things that he would do for the whole world, for mankind, there was a lot of hope in his words. When the prophet Isaiah spoke about Jesus, there was a lot of anticipation, a lot of hope in his words. These men spoke about Jesus as if they were talking about things that were in the plan to happen in the next couple of hours. There was a lot of hope. But they were talking about things that would happen thousands, centuries of years to come. Yet they spoke about them as if they were things that, you know, in a few hours these things would begin to unravel, they would begin to come to, to pass. That is the kind of hope that we are called to. Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 14. It says, for the grace of God has appeared to offer salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. While we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. It says here that the grace of God teaches us to live godly lives. But then what? Grace teaches us to live godly life. You know, okay, we accept that and we live godly lives then then what? Then we wait. Then we wait in hope. What is that? This is the appearing of our God 
and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is our hope. As Christians, our hope is not based on evidence, you know, in the same way that we see the world basing their hope, you know, about the coronavirus on evidence. It is not fragile because of what could happen tomorrow. It is a living hope. And so we live today in a way that suggests that we are convinced, that we know that there is a better eternal tomorrow. We live today in a way that says, I don't need proof. I know tomorrow is coming. I know eternity is coming and it's going to be a beautiful, awesome tomorrow. Eternity. Our hope is not like a young man who's on a date and he's thinking, yo, for my sake, I hope that she shows up. No. Our hope is you get yourself ready, you perfume yourself, you wash up, you comb your hair because you know she is showing up for the date. So my brothers and sisters, in hope we wait, but we live today in a way that says, I know my Lord is coming. I know there will be eternity. No matter what goes on around the world, I don't need proof. I don't need evidence. I don't need the statistics. I know God is coming. First Timothy chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all people, and especially those who believe. In a similar way that he taught Titus, Paul teaches Timothy to lead. He goes on to say physical training has value, yes, but godliness training has value for all things. He says, in fact, that it holds promise for this present life and for the future. He says to him, this saying is trustworthy. That is why we work so hard, because we have put our hope in the living God. Our hope is not on the medical people to find a vaccine. Our hope is not on the politicians to give us direction. Our hope is not on a better tomorrow, on the freedom from lockdown. Our hope is on he who has our eternity in the palms of his hands. Our hope is not fickle, my brothers and sisters. It is not weak. It is not about the rest of our lives on the face of this earth. Our hope is about eternity. It rests on a faith that is in our God. Our hope is bigger than this world can have about a corona-free world. It is heavier. It is brighter. It is bigger. We can feel it more. If the world can be excited about a corona-free world, how much more should we be excited about our eternity? How much more should we live like people that are convicted that we have a brighter tomorrow, that we have a better tomorrow, that we have eternity stored up for us? This is hope. The blessed hope that the Bible speaks of. The living hope that we hold in our hearts. When you understand this hope, we will see in how you live. 
it is very difficult to put it into words. In Timothy, it says that is why we labor and strive. In Titus, it says we live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. You see, the hope I'm talking about shows itself here and now, today, while we wait. It shows itself in how you live, in how you labor and strive, in how your life is self-controlled, upright, and godly. You see, without this living hope, there's absolutely no reason why you should change your life. However, if you understand this hope, this living hope, then no one has to tell you that your life needs to change. We will begin to see it in your life. It will become clear that there is something that you are hoping for in the future, that there is something that is captivating your heart, that there is something that you are living for now in this life today. It will become very evident. So what does your life say about your hope? Is it clear that you have more hope for and about the coronavirus than you have about eternity with God? As we conclude, I'm going to ask Kato to share about what hope means for her. Enjoy the rest of the service. Amen. Hello, my name is Katza and I'm going to be sharing about what hope means to me. So for me, hope is just a state of mind that believes and desires for a positive outcome to life situations. It is um, just a voice of my purpose and where my dreams begin. Um, it was always there um, to remind me that I may not be able to control what happens to me, but I can control how I respond. And I find it that like with every breath, that I take hope has been availed to me and it's just a gift from God um, and that small window to look through um, because sometimes my prayers go unanswered and tragedies such as this epidemic occur despite all of um, our prayers and faith but for me what helps me sustain my hope is just knowing that God is there um, during the worst of times and in him I like nothing and it just helps me hold on to the belief um, that my my existence here on earth is temporary and that I am being prepared for eternity and I just hope that God gives me the strength um, and courage to endure my challenges and heartaches knowing that better days um, await me which is why my hope extends beyond um, my worldly existence making my ultimate hope heaven um, thank you